I'm Danielle Laporte, and essentially, this is a one-woman show about self-realization called With Love, Danielle. This is, I hope it's obvious by now, an adult conversation, so just heads up with whoever you have around you. You can find copious notes on people I mention and books I refer to and uh, basically a compilation of every episode in the podcast notes at daniellelaporte.com. I'll be talking about compassion, self-help fatigue, sex, joy, serving the world. This is about a spirituality that's way more rock and roll than it is oppressive. I'm here to help you turn your anxiety into power. Personally, I want to live more deeply, but lighten up. You're going to hear about all the ways that I have finally figured out how to do that. It's about doing everything I can to help all of us feel a little less crazy, a lot more full of possibility, and clearly part of the solution. Hey, hey, let's talk about how we pray. Let's get right into it. I've always been a prayer. I was raised Catholic. By raised, let me, let me define this. By raised, I mean I went to a Catholic school for grade school and high school. My parents weren't overly devout, but I was. <laughs> it was really, I was just the perfect little zygote to be dropped into this little farming town and have the gift I, st I really still consider it a gift, even though I've had to do so much recovering from the toxicity of Catholicism, the dark side of it. Oh, that's a whole other conversation. Well, you're going to hear about it now, actually. It, it's, it's showed up in my relationship to prayer. But I, I still consider it, yeah, a real gift that I got to grow up in and around so much ceremony and so much ritual and I was happy that I, I was, I just thought I had God on the telephone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so jump cut to my adult life with prayer. I have prayed to heal. I have prayed to have things, to get things, to be things. I pray for people that I love. I pray for people that I have a hard time liking, even. I have sat in prayer circles petitioning for the rain to come and save the fields. I have sat in prayer circles uh, in real time and virtually asking for someone's cancer to be dissolved and tumors to dissipate. I, I know by heart dozens of prayers from various faiths. I believe in the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Pontius Pilate. I mean, just all... <laughs> Go on. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Om gate gate paragate, sam gate bodhisvaha. Yeah. So I was just a little ego getting in there to show you just how much I know in terms of prayer. I have prayed to have my ego dissolved with mercy. Dear God, please make me more aware of my eternal connection to you. And in doing so, dissolve the grips of the illusion of my ego, but would you do it with mercy? <laughs> I pray a lot. I sprinkle that kind of PS request in a lot when I pray, like, I want this, I need this, I'm open to this, I'm giving you my life, but go easy on me, would you? Yeah. It's my right. I have published prayers. Yeah, I have really 
kind of delighted by that. Uh, I have danced my prayers. I have swept my prayers. I have sang prayers. I have prayed in shock. Yeah. And I have prayed in reverence. And I have prayed in exquisite thanks. I have prayed in that kind of deep gratitude. You, you can't even put it into words how profound the gratitude is. But in the last year or so, my relationship to prayer has really transformed. What I noticed is that for so long, my prayers, now listen carefully, because I think one or two of you may relate much, Lee. My prayers were really just a very subtle negotiation. And I thought that if I gave the divine God, great spirit, if I gave the divine my strongest, my most capable, my most grateful, my most diligently, sincerely, authentically believing self, my best self, then I would earn what I was asking for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I know, right? <laughs> I know, sister. I know, mister. <laughs> I know all ya. So I brought my. I got this kind of attitude, my best, I got, this, I got this handled, but I could use some help, attitude to the universe. I was like perfectly together for this be your best kind of culture, obsessive culture that we live in about being your best self and living your best life. Except it's not reality, is it, right? Like, you know what that whole best self-culture propagates? Lying, for one, that we're not going to be honest with ourselves. We're not going to be honest with each other about what's really going on. And in my case, and you might relate, we're not even going to be honest with God. I'm all for being our best selves. I want to create my best life. I want to have a hand in creating humanity's best reality. I want to, to do what I can to contribute to our best ecosystem and breathable air and drinking water. So I'm for that. But there's a semicolon after this. I want to live my best life in the face of things not being the best that they can be. Yeah. Anyway, back to prayer. I mean, really, my, my prayer standards was just another expression. It was performative. And I was showing up to God as the perfectly devoted daughter of life itself. Yeah, so back to being the best. You know, what about the days when I was not even close, not even close to being my best self, feeling like my best self, envisioning my best self? What about when I was feeling broken? Even worse than the feeling of brokenness is feeling put upon, feeling challenged and tested. Ugh. What about when I was really short on faith and really long on craving? And here's what I figured out. If I couldn't reveal my darkness, small darkness, to the light, capital light, then where could I go to be healed? All of the great mystics speak of vulnerability in prayer. 
a, a kind of spiritual nakedness where you disrobe of your pretenses and you come to God, you come to creation as you are in that moment. I found the concept of like disrobing <laughs> of pretenses, I found it a bit misleading when I looked into this because it sounds as if you're going to slip off your kimono and just take a dip on a sunny day, like as if getting naked is just easy breezy, right? It's anything but that, at least in my experience. Soul exposure, let's just call it that, soul exposure is usually more of a burning, <laughs> a tearing apart, a burning to the bone. And that burning is very, very thorough. And you know, here's the thing. I thought with all the work I had already done, all the shadow work and all the workshops and all the praying, the ceaseless, the ceaseless praying for decades, all the good karma I was building, I thought I was already naked, that I was already revealing myself, that I was, you know, I'd been peeling things off in therapy for years. Not a day had gone by that I did not give my attention to the cosmos, that I have not asked bigger questions, that I have not on some level declared my dedication to making the world a better place. So I was most certainly telling God about my fears along the way, you know, but what I was not telling her, him, God, was that I was actually afraid of those fears. I was ashamed of those fears. I was afraid of my fear. I was ashamed of my shame. And I was feeling terrorized by the things that terrified me. And that was the truth. That was the truth that I did not want God to know. <laughs> As if she didn't already know. I have never been a chronic people pleaser, but because I am a chronic overachiever, I set my standards even higher. <laughs> and I have been a chronic God pleaser. So for those of you who are people pleasers, oh, please. <laughs> so if you can you relate to this, you will know that God pleasing, by the way, I think most of us fall into that category, even if you're an atheist, you know, I, I'm not going to unpack that one for you now, but if you are always trying to generate great karma and please creation itself to get what you want, then you know that is a full-time job. So to do that for myself, to uphold my strength for creation in order to get my desires fulfilled, I was overriding my shadow, my most tender, vulnerable pain which is what I wanted to have healed. You see the catch? And here's what I know now. After a lot of searching, a lot of tears, after being really broken, open, this is what I know. Again, if you want to just lean in closely. Here, I'll lean in <clears throat> so you can really hear this. You ready? Your pain is what God is most urgently interested in. Yeah. God is fascinated by it, wanting to hear it on the edge of God's seat, like with a, this 
catcher's mitt, like, come on, throw me your pain. I want to know because I'm here to heal it. I'm here to rectify it. I'm here to take that from you so you can see the light of yourself. Give me your pain so I can show you the truth. Give me your restriction, your oppression, your oppression, your depression, so I can show you the expanse of love, of mercy, of compassion, of divine righteousness. I think life, spirit is saying to us, let's get this healed so that you can go out and play. Like any parent would say to any child, tell me where it hurts so we can get you fixed up, so you can go have some fun. And that is how we give it over to God. I'd heard this concept so many times in all of my lessons and learnings and research and readings. Give it over to God. I didn't get it. What do you mean? Give it over to God. I couldn't give it over to God because I was standing in my own way. My arms were full of performance, of see how good I am, of see how much I pray, of see everything I'm accomplishing, see how much I want to be of service, see how, can, are you keeping score of how I am showing up every day to serve? Arms full with all that proving. I could hardly find my own pain in that bowl of so-called spiritual success, but it was in there. It's that rotten apple <laughs> that's going to get your attention. But that's how you turn things into compost, right? That, that festering fear is really the compost of your psyche. And only good things are going to grow from dealing with that. This is how I think it works. We bring our pain to our own higher awareness. We bring it up to the surface. And then life, then God, can take it from there. That, that right there is the transformational crux. That is the ignition of change. I see my pain. I see my fear. It's, it's, it's come. I've brought it up from my unconscious and I am now conscious of it. I'm acknowledging it. I'm aware of it. I'm declaring it. I'm loving on it as much as I can myself. God, will you take it from here and pour your love on the rest of it? And in that gesture, in that offering up, ah, healing, healing happens. We are born through that authenticity. We become our whole selves. We tap our higher power our own higher power, which is connected to God's higher power in that moment of clean sincerity. That's the vulnerability. That's the naked prayer. We free the pain beneath the pain. Free the pain beneath the pain. Yeah. So my prayer life now, as it always has, is full of thanks and full of desire and requests. And on some days, not every day, thank God, not every day, but on some days, this very clear, very sincere request, dear God, take my fear and take my fear of my fear. Take my shame and please 
Take my shame of my shame and take my terror and take my terror of that terror. And that is the deepest prayer I have ever said for healing. It's divine because it's honest. Hey, hey, I've got a free book for you. Like, for real free, for real a book. Like, you, it's printed, you hold it in your hands, it comes in the mail, someone delivers it, hug them when they deliver it. I am gifting my book, White Hot Truth, subtitle, Clarity for Keeping It Real on Your Spiritual Path from One Seeker to Another, that's me, to you. Let me tell you what people said. Eve Ensler says that white hot truth comes straight from the messy, complicated world of authentic life experience. Danielle is a force field of energy, mm, wonder, yeah, humor, that's so funny, and love. Marianne Williamson, running for president of the United States, go, says that I keep it spiritual, I keep it real, and I keep it good, yeah. Lots of other really smart people think this is pretty decent. It's one of my favorite offerings, actually. So do you want it because you were here listening to With Love, Danielle? All right, let me give you the how-tos of this. Go to my website, daniellelaporte.com slash shop. And then you use this code at checkout, podcast love. It's all one word, podcast love. The book, like it's $25, it's probably $3 on Amazon because <clears throat> they're like that. Yeah, so in addition to getting the book, you just pay shipping. Listen, if you live in Australia, it costs you $900 to ship this there, but it's worth it. Uh, the bonus stuff is that you get access to what we called, because it was, it is, the world's hottest book club guide for conversation and contemplation, where here's the vision that I see hundreds, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people getting together in their living rooms, their boardrooms, going for a walk in yoga studios to have discussions about the topics in this book, which is everything we do around personal development that sometimes we should be celebrating because we're really firmly on the path of making progress. And other times our self-help is just a slippery slope to self-criticism. There you have it. White hot truth. White hot meaning the center of a flame is actually not blue. It's white. It's so pure. It's so certain in itself is how I like to look at it, that at that temperature, it can melt metal. So the idea here is you are getting to that center of truth for yourself, your own white hot flame that has you live on purpose according to what your heart says. Listen, all that in a book. Come on, daniellelaporte.com slash shop. Podcast love, this book in your hands. Let's end with a poem about prayer. I saw a Muslim man roll out his prayer carpet in Union Square Park to prostrate to his God. People... Dogs, pigeons were passing by his intimacy. I wish I had that kind of pride in my faith, I thought. I don't carry a prayer rug with me anywhere. I left my religion 
I gave away so many keepsakes, and I boiled down my vows so that I am the only one who knows who I really am. But I told all of you yesterday, and the day before that, that I believe in light. And I said it without thinking twice. And tomorrow, I will get up with the sun, and I will say it over and over and over again. I live for the light. I promise. Thank you so much for listening, for feeling, for spreading the word. You can find me here in a new episode every Thursday and every Sunday with love.